I must be in trouble. Do they think I do drugs? <laughs> they couldn't. I don't have a cool jacket. This is Then You Ruined It, the podcast that will last until one of us makes it weird. Hope you have a short commute. So I'm pretty sure you had you have siblings, right? Two sisters and a brother. Were they uh, siblings that ever borrowed anything from you? Uh, no, not really, because my brother was the youngest. I'm the oldest, so there were eight years between us. So by the time he would have wanted any of my stuff, I was gone. And then he just got it all. So does that count? And then my sister, who was closest to me in age. <laughs> okay. Um, I once... I found a cool gold chain in our basement once. I'm like, cool, I'm going to be a cool gold chain guy. And she's like, that's my necklace. Why are you wearing that? So, uh, no, she never borrowed any of my stuff because she didn't want stupid things. Okay, fair enough. So my older brother is two years older than I am. So we were close in age enough to, to borrow things. Most of my stuff was nerdier and things that he wouldn't want. He was he was the cool guy, so he, you know, listened to rap and drove his truck super fast and blared his music, and he, he, he was the opposite of me in pretty much every possible way. There were certain things that he liked of mine that he, you know, would borrow, and heaven help me, I never learned the lesson. Well, it's not true. I, didn't, I did eventually learn the lesson, but it took a while. And several things to be stolen before I was like, no, you're not borrowing that anymore. And luckily, my, my mom was right behind me and said, you're right. He can't borrow that. You're going to lose it. <laughs> we, we all get how this goes. <laughs> so the first one that comes to mind is you had a starter jacket, right? You had to have owned at least one. What's a starter jacket? Oh, no. Okay. So it, it's literally a coat, a winter coat. <laughs> but they had them in uh, all the different sports teams. And they were made by Starter, was the company that made them. And uh, the popular one, at least in the, the Midwest where I was, I thought all over the country, but maybe I'm wrong about that, was one that had, it was a pullover, and it had a half zip, and a big pocket in the front, where you could, I, honestly, what it was probably popular for was drugs. It was probably a lot of people <laughs> put their drugs in that big pocket. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, <laughs> but the Starter jacket was like the the status symbol. If you had a starter jacket, you were cool. Okay, so many things here, Jason. First off, I googled starter jacket, and yes, okay. I now recognize this thing, because the first one that comes up is the Charlotte Hornets NBA starter jacket. <laughs> so it looks... That's the one I had. You did? <laughs> yeah. Dang right. Yeah, I didn't care about the Charlotte Hornets, but they were the new team, and there was teal, and that was cool, so I got a Charlotte Hornets starter jacket. Yeah, I, I, I saw a bunch of these. So, okay, now I know what we're talking about. We're on the same page. Second, we've been over this. I wasn't cool. <laughs> I wasn't either, but I, I wanted know. to be cool. That, that that's what I was going to challenge you on next. Like these were not did not were not a status symbol if you had one. Like anything you have <laughs> loses status. You're not wrong. And after I probably got mine, I, it probably lost its coolness, and nobody got them again. And then the last thing is like I love how your your assumption of anyone who was cool must have had drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this pocket's for, but cool people wear this, so this must be the drug pocket. It's that guy from MTV's The State. You put your weed in it. 
that's just what I found out kind of in, in general, just in the podcasts, but also knowing people that, you know, I know now that I knew in high school and what they were doing then, you know, it's, it, it's all like drugs and alcohol. Like that was, that was where the cool kids were. So if I wasn't doing those things, I was hanging out with my friends playing Goldeneye until three in the morning and we were having, we were having a darn good time, but there were no drugs and alcohol involved. And honestly, that's where those friends started disappearing to eventually. They discovered the alcohol in the parties and was like, oh, this, this is way cooler. We're going to go do this. Put their hands in their stodder jackets, pulled out some pot and were like, oh, <laughs> forget <laughs> these losers. I'm going to be cool. You make it sound like every starter jacket was sold with pot in it. <laughs> Which would have been a great uh, genie's wish kind of thing. So, uh, so I had a starter jacket. And my brother also owned three or four, probably, in the course of his teenage years. But he liked mine, and so he wanted to wear it one day. So he wore it, and I let him, and he got it stolen. And just, yeah, it's, sorry, dude, it's it's gone. It got stolen. So, and of course, the questions come from my mom. I'm, I'm young enough that I'm just like, okay, whatever. I guess that's gone now then. That's sad. My mom's like, so what, what happened? Was it in your locker? Yeah. Is your locker locked? No, I don't lock my locker. Okay, there we go. <laughs> How do you not lock a locker? Lockers close and they're locked. That's what they do. Our lockers, all the ones I remember, you had to have your own lock on it. Like you literally had to buy the lock and put it on there. So you would lock the locker. And I imagine my brother either lost his lock or just never had one and just would close the locker, but it wasn't actually locked. So he, d he would do the same, as you'll find out shortly, he would do the same with his truck. Door's closed. Nobody's going to come in. It's closed. <laughs> no dumbass. People can just, boom, open it and take any of your stuff. So that is what happened. And uh, I don't remember how much longer it was later. Maybe a week, maybe two weeks. But the, I don't know, she actually stole it. But the girl that ended up with it uh, was found. And I, I, I can't remember if the school was like on the lookout for it like I, I reported it lost and they were looking out for it but somehow i was called to the principal's office like one day and i was like oh goodness what's this what's this about and i get there and they, <laughs> she's i must sitting be in there. trouble do they think i do drugs <laughs> they couldn't i don't have a cool jacket it got stolen is when you go in and like i don't have any pockets for the weed <laughs> don't yell at me adults this is my Jason impression. I'm sorry. I know. I didn't. It was much more high, high pitched, not so screechy. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, go an octave up and lose the in your voice, and you're probably there. So I go in the office and in the principal's office, and the girl's sitting there. My coat is sitting in the other chair. I was like, oh, okay. So, and they explain to me like, is this your coat? And I'm like, yeah, I think that's my coat. All right. Well, it, it was. You know, she stole it. She's going to apologize. And, you know, we're going to take the proper actions. I don't remember what they were. I don't remember if she was suspended or what. I don't remember. But I remember getting the coat back, her saying, sorry, sorry, I had it or whatever. I was like, sure, whatever. But she was also one of the uh, girls that smoked all the time. So I was like, I don't want this anymore. Like, I'm sure it <laughs> reeks. And sure enough, I took it out of the office. And, like, as soon as I got out of the whole office, I, like... <laughs> Oh, gross. I remember taking it to my mom. And of course, my parents both smoked at the same time, too. So I probably had some... Everything in my house probably reeked to some degree as well. But taking it home, and she was like, yeah, I can wash it, and we'll see. But I, her nose was so broken, who knows? But she, she was like, smells normal to me. I don't know what he's talking about. 
kid's such a pussy, you gotta get him to start smoking. <laughs> uh, to be fair, that's how my parents think of me now. <laughs> Send the sappy, sentimental Father's Day card. So my dad's like, pussy's gotta shape up. They Never sneak into your man. room at night and blow smoke on you while you sleep. <laughs> Toughen up, baby. It's for your own good. You're never going to be cool unless you smell like smoke. Those subliminable messages getting into my brain would totally explain a lot for me right now. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't think I ever wore that coat again. I think I gave up on it and was like, eh, I, don't, I don't want this. So <laughs> it got given away at some yard sale probably later on. And as I mentioned, the, the other instance was uh, some CDs that I let my brother borrow. And then it just left his truck open during some party he went to and... I, I imagine they just went into his truck and grabbed his CDs and stole them, and several of mine were in there. So I'm, I'll, I'll admit, I'm a little disappointed that we had this whole conversation in another podcast. So I'm just going to bring it up again, and everyone listening who doesn't listen to this show will feel like I'm clever again. But your brother stole everything, and he sold it to people. Did I, he ever I have any not... of his own personal stuff taken, Jason? Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, taken and broken and everything. Yeah, no, he was he was a walking money pit. <laughs> then how did he keep getting stuff? Because he sold your stuff to buy his own. Gull gullible parents? Illegal activities? I don't know. He definitely went to jail a couple of times. So, it, you know, it, he, he, he had his, his stretch of trouble with the law. Okay, well... I remember I not to put my brother in too much hot water. It's you know statute of limitations is up, blah blah blah. And plus he did his time, so whatever. I remember getting home one night and coming in still drunk. Always was drunk when he came home from partying. I was just like, oh man, I did something. What I did was really bad. Mom and dad are not gonna forgive me. And they're just like leaving him. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> what did he do? Did he kill somebody? Did he see somebody kill somebody? Yeah. Did he... Yeah, what happened? Well, he he also was always, you know, getting it on with his girlfriend, because I could hear that from my... <laughs> my Our walls were basically almost shared, so I could hear it every time. This, this must not have been when you guys were sharing not only a room, but a bed. <laughs> yes. Bro, scoot over. I'm trying to play Goldeneye. <laughs> Change your rhythm. You're really throwing off my aim. Bounce with me. Here we go. Here we go. Now we're getting into it. Reach over and get Cheetos. Oh, that's not the bag. That's not the bag. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, we did not share a room. We had separate rooms, but they were very close together, and I, I, I could hear everything. And uh, so I, I, that was my thought. Like I went to bed thinking he got his girlfriend pregnant, and now that's what we're gonna have to deal with tomorrow. <laughs> and so I went to sleep. Didn't really think about it past that. Woke up. <laughs> And kind of slowly, in a fog, remembered, oh, that's right, he told me that thing last, oh, goodness, oh, today's going to be bad. And I come downstairs, and my brother's there with both my parents, which never happened, you know, he had to sleep off whatever happened the night before, so he was always in bed till one in the afternoon. But he was up, and he was sitting with my parents, and, you know, I had to ask some questions and find out whatever. Apparently, he had gotten so drunk that at one point, he stood up on a cop car and peed on it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. When I found out that, yeah, it kind of is, <laughs> in hindsight, uh, I was simultaneously found it hilarious. Like, I'm pretty sure I laughed out loud right there. And 
was just pissed that I was so worried about him all night. You know, like thinking, oh, what's going to happen to my brother? I should pray for him. Oh, Lord, if you can please deliver him. I know he didn't mean to do wrong. Please watch after him and his girlfriend. And then finding out was that. I was like, you dumbass. Stop getting so drunk that you stand on cop cars. You definitely don't pee on them. No, like, I think that that... In, 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 I don't know why he did it. It sounds like it was because he was pissed drunk. But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he did it as a heroic stand against police brutality. Uh, okay. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely wrong. I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on the he sold all my stuff for drug money and whatever, beer, whatever. I don't know. But no. He, he, he was not taking a stand against anything. He was, he was taking a stand against his bladder being full and... <laughs> His one of his dumbass buddies telling him it would be a good idea. So what what was your parents' reaction? Because I I honestly like if the police came and brought my son and saying this, your your son urinated on our cruiser, I I I would act very angry at first, and I would probably have to give him a stern talking to, but I would also buy him a new starter jacket because <laughs> that's amazing. It's it, it's possible, knowing my dad, it is possible that he, behind the scenes, was like, here you go, here's $50. Don't ever do that again. It's really <laughs> stupid. Way to go. <laughs> Stick it to the man. <laughs> Us young white people have to look out for each other. Oh, <laughs> uh, that went very, very bad, very dark. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, their reaction was... You dumbass, why did you do that? Now you're in real big trouble, and you've got a court date. I'm pretty sure he got out of it. And, it, you know, it, that, it, everything was always a slap on the wrist. Like, nothing, he never faced any real consequences. And, you know, he lives a nice, comfortable life now, so. <laughs> we have learned this, that apparently you and your brother got out of your your multitude of crimes. So I really want to hear what your sister did, but we can get into that in another episode. Because your dad fixed the AC for the cops. So... What I have learned from your life is that if you have a trade and you live in a crappy town, you're immune because the cops won't put your kids in jail if they know that their toilets will never flush again. I, I will say that uh, after the Sopranos came on and uh, <laughs> Tony Soprano described himself as an independent contractor, I traced everything back to... <laughs> My dad's official, like, job title, which was independent contractor. <laughs> and I don't, I definitely didn't ask my mom, but I think I asked our brother, my brother, like, this is a stupid question, I'm pretty sure, but is there any chance that our parents are, like, mobbed up? Like, is there a mob, like, going on in this very small town in Kansas? Like, what, <laughs> is that possible? Like, we, we, we have a very comfortable life. Like, we don't have a mansion, but we, we live very well for the dingy job that both our parents do. Is that possible? He's, again, like I've said so many times this episode, no dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> but I still, there's still a little piece of me that wonders, <laughs> you know, is there, was there something more sinister going on in that small town? I, I've listened to too many true crime podcasts. I have to, <laughs> I have to stop now. That's what the book will be about that I write someday. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll be <laughs> my life, and I'll make it interesting. <laughs> So what it need what you need to do is you need to do a true crime podcast about digging deep 
through the records and like figuring out like how your parents and your brother and everyone's connected to all the different suspicious characters in your small town and the, through this web of lies you learn the crime that your family committed was peeing on a cop car in the 1700s no <laughs> <laughs> he peed on a cop's horse what it's a right of manhood for Sigler, and this is why you've never become a man. There you go. <laughs> I'll be right back. There's a cop that lives across the street. <laughs> and have you never peed on his car? Like, if I were you in this situation, I would absolutely have peed on my neighbor's car by now. That's what I'm saying. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over there now and, and complete it. I'm going to take a All picture right. of myself and send it to my dad for Father's Day. <laughs> I did it, Dad. I'm a man. <laughs> Seriously, Jason, you ruined it. If you want to express your displeasure with him, me, or the show in general, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Idahobo, and Jason is at the Jason Sigler. We also do a webcomics review podcast called Digital Strips. You just get a, a, an envelope back two weeks later with 50 bucks in it. <laughs> <laughs> it just says, good job, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>